Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's podcast, we would like to take a moment to thank Kaleo for their kind sponsorship of Facts Roundtable podcast. We also would like to thank them for the support we've received over the years. In honor of Food Allergy Awareness Month, we're celebrating our teal moments with razor-focused podcasts on a specific topic. Today, we're exploring when and how to tell dates about your food allergies with FACTS Director of Behavioral Health, Emory Brown, who's also a nationally certified school psychologist. Sharing about your food allergies can sometimes feel really challenging, but by learning how to discuss your food allergies with dates can also help you learn more about your date and feel more confident about being who you are. Welcome back to Facts Roundtable Podcast, Emery. I'm absolutely thrilled you're here with us today because it is always very fun with you, but it's also very informational. Thanks, Caroline. I'm so happy to be back. So let's just get started. But before we go too far into our conversation, let's refresh listeners with your deep and rich history of living with food allergies, because you have been doing this for a very long time. So if you don't mind sharing with listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So I was diagnosed with food allergies at eight months when my aunt dropped ice cream on me by accident, and I broke out in hives. My sister has a peanut, tree nut, and soy allergy, and she's older than me. So my parents were already familiar with food allergies, and it was a kind of like, here we go again. So they took me to the allergist where they found out I was allergic to dairy and eggs, but I ended up outgrowing my egg allergy, only to later develop a fish allergy, and in adulthood, I developed a peanut allergy. But those are my three big allergies, fish, peanuts, and dairy. And again, dairy from a young age. I found out I was allergic to fish by trying fish for the first time when I was 11. And then I found out I had a peanut allergy when I was 20. My cousins on both sides are allergic to peanuts. So, you know, I was the odd one out. So I just joined the crew in the end. And now I serve as FACS Director of Behavioral Health. I'm also a school psychologist and work with students pre-K through sixth grade. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing a little bit about you there. So now we're going to talk about the world of teal dating. And let's explore one major hurdle when it comes to dating while living with food allergies, which is telling your date about your food allergies. So speaking from your experience, when during the process of dating, did you actually tell your husband about your food allergies? Like, let's talk about timing. Do you start off with, hi, I'm Emery, and by the way, or do you just, you know, start off with Emery? And, and when do when does this happen? That's a great question, because I think in our world of food allergies, it's something that gives a lot of people anxiety. And I don't know why, because it's such a core part of who we are in our day to day. 
And for someone to date you, and then, like you said, I'm married now, and to marry you, not only do they need to know about your food allergies, but they also need to respect them and to a certain extent, help you manage them. In my case, you know, I know you know this, Caroline, and any listeners that may have heard me tell this story in the past, but I actually have had a reaction kissing somebody that had ate my allergen. They had drank a milkshake, and I wasn't being safe or responsible, and I kissed them, and I had a mild reaction. It wasn't anaphylactic. But still, that's scary. And it wasn't me doing what I knew I should be doing. And in the past, I would wait till maybe I was even at a restaurant with a date to tell them about my food allergy because I was avoiding it. And, you know, some of the listeners out there might find that odd and some might be kind of smiling and nodding their head that that a similar thing may have happened to them. With my husband, we met online. We had texting conversations before we ever met in person. And I did choose to tell him over text that I had allergies. We were talking about food of some sort. Food naturally comes up because it's such an integral part of our society. And I was able to tell him that way before our first date, which I think led me to be very comfortable. Our first date also didn't involve food, which I also did purposely because something in the past I had done dinner or lunch is a classic first date when you're getting to know somebody. But I think for somebody with food allergies, that can cause anxiety or pressure, especially you don't know somebody that well when you're just starting to date them. You don't know how they're going to handle it. And if somebody doesn't handle it well, I personally think automatically that means they're not the person for you. So in sum, I told my husband over text when it naturally came up, it eased it for me. And up front, I knew that it was something that he already knew about me before we got into true dating. So now as a strategy, would you suggest that as someone is meeting somebody, maybe start bringing up food or restaurants or favorite meals as a way to kind of slide into that conversation? I think yes, Caroline, because I think as much as we can reduce our anxiety, we know, you know, I personally have anxiety when it still comes related to food. And a lot of us that have food allergies do to a certain extent. And we know that that's something that can come along with it. So we always want to use strategies. So if you can reduce your anxiety by naturally bringing up food, favorite food, listen, whether we have food allergies or not, we have a favorite food, mine being, you know, dairy-free chocolate. And so it's very easy to bring it up naturally because people are going to talk about it anyway. When you're starting to date somebody, you talk about those basic things. You know, where are you from? What do you like to do? What's your favorite food? So that's a beautiful and natural way. I think it's a big mistake to wait till it's too late, till you're already having food or you go on a date and then your date asks you if you want to go for ice cream afterwards, even if you do a non-food date. You don't want to wait till it's in the moment. You want to be preemptive about it to keep yourself safe. And it sounds like not only just keep yourself safe, but also just to reduce that anxiety and not create maybe a perceived conflict or, you know, just adding in something that could be difficult. Absolutely. Now, if we can explore a little bit about when you were talking to Tim about your allergies, how did you feel at that time? Like, did you feel scared or were you confident? Were you somewhere in between? You know, it's so funny that you bring that up because now that we've been married for several years, it's funny to look back and think that I was really nervous. And it's important to be honest. So I feel like I need to say I was really nervous because I haven't had the best experience in the past. Like I told you, I have had a reaction kissing somebody before and I was dating that person. They didn't think my allergies were a big deal and I continued to date them. 
They didn't avoid my allergens and I didn't ask them to. So it's important to self-advocate. But if somebody's not going to take that step for you, again, it goes back to they're probably not the right person. So based on my past experience, and again, not every experience was bad, but in the end, you only need one thing to work out. Am I right? So when it came to Tim, I was I was nervous, but because I was able to bring it up naturally and he received it so well, it became quite easy after that. And he would ask about my allergies and it took him time to really understand what allergies were about because he did not have anybody in his family with a food allergy. He didn't have friends that had any sort of severe allergy and he wasn't used to reading ingredient labels. So it was something he really had to learn. And if I may tell the story, the first time he ever cooked for me, he wanted to cook this dish that was very special to his family called spaghetti, beef, and gravy. And I don't know if we have any listeners out there that have ever ate such a thing. To me, it sounded gross. Yes, it did. But it was something special to him. It's spaghetti, crumbled up beef, and then, you know, some sort of turkey gravy on top of it. And again, for our listeners out there, many of you will know that some gravy has dairy in it. So you have to be very careful to read the ingredients. And at this point, we had been dating, you know, for several months. So he was getting used to reading ingredients. And he was so excited to make this dish. He was over my parents' house where I was living at the time. And he used their kitchen. And he, he, I waited downstairs. He wanted to surprise me. So he's cooking, cooking, cooking. He brings the dish down. He's so excited to share, you know, this family recipe with me. And before I eat, I say, hey, did you check the ingredients of the gravy? And he was like, oh, I, I think it's fine. And I was like, let's go double check just to be sure. We went upstairs together and the, the gravy had dairy in it. And I didn't eat it. And he was so upset. He was sulking for the rest of the night. And truly after that time, that's when he started giving up my allergens because he said he never wanted to make this mistake again. He was so thankful that I didn't eat it. But he felt really bad because he loved me. He wanted to protect me and he wanted to respect me and keep me safe, which is exactly how it should be. And then from that time on, he actually gave up my allergies almost completely. When we got engaged, he gave them up completely altogether and hasn't hasn't had dairy, fish, or peanuts in years now. But that was kind of a cornerstone that he was like, wow, this is really serious. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Ah, that's true love right there. Although it really is like you were saying, if the person really cares about you, they really will work with it. And if they don't, heads up. That's right. And it's better to know that in advance. When I was young, I didn't have the perspective to think of that. I viewed maybe my food allergies as a burden to somebody else. But I know from my experience that it's it's not a burden. We all have something that we carry. Mine's food allergies, but like you said, Caroline, true love or the right person, it's not going to be a big deal. And my sister, like I said earlier on our podcast, she has food allergies too. And her husband also gave those allergies up. So it's not, it's not the, it's not an anomaly. Tim is not the exception to the rule. He is the rule. That's what you do for someone that you love, that you're planning to spend a life with that has food allergies. Exactly. My son is dating a lovely person and she reached out and said, you know what, can you help me out and tell me what brands I should be buying? 
That's amazing. I know. I was like, I love you. I just thought that was so nice. You know, my son loves to cook. She loves to cook. But she was like, you know, I think I need to know what brands I should be eating during the day and when I come over to cook. And she's like, if you could give me brands, that would be so helpful. And I just thought that was the sweetest gesture ever. That's amazing. And it also shows it's a learning process, you know, and she's going to learn those brands and then she's going to be able to act on it. So now, Emery, what tips do you have for people with food allergies and telling their dates about their food allergy? We talked a little bit about your own personal experiences, but now speaking to the masses, what tips do you have? That's a great question because whether you're a teen, young adult, or adult entering the dating world, I want everybody to know it's okay to be nervous about bringing this up because, again, I was an adult when I met my husband, and that's how I felt. So the best tip that I can give is bring it up early. Early is better because you really don't want to be waiting until the moment that food is in front of you or food is an option to bring it up. So bring it up early and bring it up confidently. The best part about dating and true dating when you really like a person is you're known, you're seen, you're loved just for who you are. And that's what the other person falls in love with the real version of you and food allergies are a part of the real version of you. So confidently bring it up because if it's the right person in the end, it's going to be a lifelong thing. That's going to be important for both of you. That is a great tip. And if I can just ask a question on top of that, just because we have a very ethnic family here. So you have a lot of cultures where, you know, grandma doesn't quite understand, or maybe even mom. So do you have any tips for someone when they're dealing not only with the person they're dating, but with the family, like being invited over to a big family, you know, meal or gathering, and they're bringing you to meet the parents or the cousins and, and so forth, but the house is going to be packed with allergens. So do you have any tips on how to navigate that kind of situation? That's a great question. And my answer would be take it slow. And kind of like what we were saying about your son's girlfriend, it's a learning process. My uh, Tim's parents are immigrants from Germany and his grandmother lives with them as well. And, you know, she, you know, they all speak German and his grandmother has an accent. She's difficult for me to understand sometimes. And just kind of like the spaghetti beef and gravy, there are other dishes that, you know, I wasn't maybe necessarily comfortable to try right away. But they wanted to learn. They wanted to learn about reading ingredients as Tim and I started dating more and more. And I was even nervous when I was teaching them that. And again, I'm just trying to be honest. This is truly how it was. But now they're great about it. And I taught them how to read ingredients. I showed them what to look for. They made mistakes. They learned. And now they they send me pictures of ingredient labels. They, they work hard. I would say, you know, as you first start going to family events, just like any other party, maybe don't expect to eat, bring your own snack, and then be willing to take the process of teaching and learning with them so long as they're open. When you marry someone, you also, their family becomes a huge part of your life. So it's something you're going to have to do, but just be prepared to take it slow. And I know in some cultures too, like you said, Caroline, food is such a big part of it. And I think there's always the worry of, am I going to be offending them that I can't have this dish? Again, for me, if Tim's family was Italian, which they're not, you know, fish is a big part of certain holidays, right? And I would never be able to do that. So I think there's something 
to be said about respecting culture, but advocating for yourself. So finding that balance of how you can teach and say, hey, I can't have this, but I can have this um, and really work with them in that learning process as you mesh your families together. Those are really great tips. Now, let's say someone that you're dating is very interested in you, really wants to learn about, you know, food allergies and stuff. How do you start that process? What do you do? Do you send them to a website? Do you break, bring them to the grocery store, take them to the kitchen? Like, just if you don't mind just spending a moment on what's the next step? Well, obviously, I would always suggest going on FACT's website. And that is something that I did send Tim a link to. But something that really helped me was I printed out a card for Tim that had a list of all the common things that dairy was in. I'm also allergic to fish and peanuts, but that's a little bit more self-explanatory. Dairy has secret names like whey and casein, et cetera, which might not be something you know if you're not in the food allergy community. So I printed out a card which had a long list of common things that dairy is in or ingredients or other words that dairy could be. And he actually still to this day carries it around in his wallet. So it's something he can cross-reference when he's shopping. So I would suggest doing that or even just printing out a card with your allergies. I know that we have many listeners that have multiple, multiple allergies, more than I do. And so it can start to get difficult. Or, you know, we have listeners that maybe have more rare allergies like annatto or something that you really have to look for that isn't in a bold print at the bottom of a label. So printing those out for your partner so that they can be referencing them and teaching them how to comprehensively read an ingredient list. That was something that Tim and I did as well because he started reading the ingredients and sometimes he would miss something that wasn't in the bold at the end. Because I told him, first look at the bold, because if you see contains milk, then you know I can't have it. You don't have to bother reading the whole ingredient list. But sometimes it wouldn't say that, and you could miss something from the ingredient list. So I would start by printing out a card with all your allergens, visiting FACT's website, and teaching somebody how to read ingredients. Because honestly, I think many of our listeners know that, but it's so surprising How many people don't read ingredient labels when you don't have food allergies? I just thought it was something that everybody did until I realized they did not. I love that. So true, right? Well, our time together is coming to an end. So do you have a thought that you would like to leave our listeners with about dating with food allergies? I just like to leave listeners with, again, that encouragement of be confident Something that you learn through time, and many of you may have already learned this, but food allergies can be celebrated. There's a rich community here at FACT that makes you feel, you know, part of something. And as food allergies become more known, more common, you know, there's a certain awareness that we have in today's world about food allergies that we didn't really have 10, 15, 20 years ago. So be confident, share, share, share early, and share strongly. Those are the perfect words to end this fabulous conversation. Thank you again, Emery, for your time and your wisdom. And I just love your infectious energy. So thank you so much. Thank you, Caroline. See you soon. Before we say goodbye today, we just want to thank Kalea one more time for their kind sponsorship. Thank you for listening to FACTS Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. 
please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.